Welcome to Rapidly Rotating Records, an hour of toe-tapping music from rapidly rotating 78 RPM records of the 1920s and 30s with yours truly, Glenn Robison. We've got dance bands, hot bands, sweet bands, show tunes, novelty tunes, blues, jazz, and more on everything from Aeolian to Xenophone and by everyone from Aronson to Zerky. On this week's program, we'll celebrate the birthdays of James Melton, Jane Green, Carol Gibbons, and the state of Georgia, and have a non-topic topic. James Wilburn Melton was born January 2, 1904, in Moultrie, Georgia. He enrolled at the University of Florida to study law, but also sang in the school dance orchestra, and after a couple of years transferred to the University of Georgia's School of Music. In 1927, he moved to New York and managed to get a job on the Roxy and his gang radio program. This led to a Columbia recording contract and his joining the Revelers. Melton was popular on radio throughout the 30s and 40s and made his debut at the Metropolitan Opera as Tamino in Mozart's The Magic Flute in 1942. Beginning in the mid-30s, he began serious collecting of antique automobiles and he has not one but two stars on Hollywood Boulevard, one for his work on radio and one for recording. He died on April 21, 1961. Here are three from James Melton.
There you have three fine examples of James Melton's considerable vocal talent. We just heard You Are Love from the musical Showboat, words by Oscar Hammerstein and music by Jerome Kern. Melton was backed on that July 20, 1932 recording by Victor Young and his concert orchestra, issued on the 12-inch Brunswick 78, catalog number 20116, which accounts for the more than four and a half minutes of playing time. Before that, accompanied by the Columbia House band The Columbians, James Melton sang Irving Berlin's waltz, The Song is Ended, But the Melody Lingers On, from November 28, 1927. And he started off the set showing us he was just as adept at popular music as with classical on Do I Hear You Saying I Love You. That was Fred Rich and his Hotel Astor Orchestra from Columbia 1389-D, recorded May 4, 1928. Vaudevillian Jane Green was born January 2, 1897 in Louisville, Kentucky, but grew up in Los Angeles, where she graduated from business college, and she and her brother Fred performed across the city. By 1916, she was headlining at McKee's Cafe on Spring Street, where she met Jimmy Blyler, who became her partner, and in 1918, her husband. They were signed by Florence Ziegfeld, and Jane played the Orpheum circuit, made records, appeared on Broadway, and even though Jimmy Blyler died in 1924, she had a successful run at London's Piccadilly Hotel and the Kit Kat Club in 1925. In 1927, she married Canadian pianist Ron Wilson and was in a serious auto accident, which affected her career, but the following year she appeared in two Vitaphone shorts accompanied by Wilson. Her career quickly faded, and her last appearance was in the summer of 1931 in the Golden State Blue Monday Jamboree, a variety show broadcast over KFRC San Francisco. Jane Green died August 28, 1931, at just 34 years of age, supposedly of a paralytic stroke, and was cremated. She's in Glendale, not too far from here, at Forest Lawn's Columbarium of Immortality. Here's the immortal Jane Green in happier times at the height of her career. Boyfriend and me. 
big millionaire. And after hours, oh gee, the country is grand and how he drives with one hand. I mean the boyfriend and me. Now I could wish that I had curly locks 
But it might not be so good for me So I'll stay as I am Got no time to worry what neighbors say Nay, nay Got no time to cry if they like my way Hey, hey I don't like the income tax But what is there to do? I pay my dollar eighty cents And don't feel so blue Got no time to give the president advice at all. If he wants it, he'll just have to ask me why. Or call, I just work all day till I get busy. Gosh, don't work and keep you busy. Got no time, positive, got no time. Jane Green's first two recordings in 1920 were with the Path A House Band, and she made a couple with Ross Gorman's Virginians, but we began our tribute to Jane Green with her being accompanied by Nat Chilkrit and the Victor Orchestra, as she was on most of her recordings, on Me and the Boyfriend from Victor 19502, Wax November 11, 1924. Sidney Clare wrote the words and Jimmy Monaco the music. Next was one of three sides Jane made with Leroy Shield directing the Victor Orchestra on November 1, 1926, If I'd Only Believed in You, written by Benny Davis and Harry Axt. That was made just about a week after Annette Henshaw recorded her version for Pathé. We finished up with Got No Time, written by Gus Kahn and Richard A. Whiting from May 28, 1925. Well, like Jane, I don't like the income tax, but if mine were only $1.80, I'd have no problem whatsoever. Last week, January 2nd in 1788, marked the addition of Georgia as the fourth of the United States of America. It was named to honor King George II of England and is known as the Empire State of the South and the Peach State. Georgia's state motto is Wisdom, Justice, and Moderation. Amicalola Falls in Dawsonville is the tallest cascading waterfall east of the Mississippi, a fact I relate simply to be able to say the word Amicalola. Georgia's state song is, not surprisingly, Georgia on my mind, but I'm not going to play that in this Georgia set, which does start off with Georgia Cabin Door. Thank you. 
Girl Band, The Melodiers, September 13, 1934, with 24 Hours in Georgia. Ina Ray Hutton not only led the band, but provided the vocal, and 24 Hours in Georgia was written by the trio of Al J. Nyberg, Marty Symes, and Jerry Livingston. You heard the line in there, Every cabin door is open wide, that's the sign to welcome you inside. And, in fact, we started the set with Georgia Cabin Door, which I'm assuming was wide open. That was the Benson Orchestra of Chicago, directed by Don Bester on January 30, 1923, issued on Victor 19022. Georgia Cabin Door was written by Harry D. Squires and Eleanor Young. Because 24 hours is just not long enough to be in Georgia, we're going to continue our musical visit to the state with Charles Fulker and his orchestra. Thank you. 
on the label of Jeanette 3287, the Royal Troubadours is spelled without the second U in Troubadours, but in American dance bands on record and film, they're listed as the Royal Troubadours with the second U in Troubadours. Well, regardless of how you spell Troubadours, that was Georgiana, recorded in New York on March 18, 1926. And the Royal Troubadours were preceded by Charles Fulker and his orchestra with Blue Georgia Moon from Columbia 726-D, recorded in Atlanta on April 17, 1926. I'm Glenn Robison, and the show is Rapidly Rotating Records. Last week, January 4th, marked the birth in 1903 in Clinton, Massachusetts, of Richard Carroll Gibbons. He studied classical piano at the New England Conservatory in Boston and London's Royal Academy of Music. In 1924, he went to London with Rudy Valley to play in the Boston Orchestra, the resident band at the Berkeley Hotel, and wound up settling in Britain. In 1926, he led his own band, the Sylvians, at the Savoy Hotel, and the following year took over as leader of the Savoy Orpheans from Debory Summers. When the Orpheans disbanded in 1928, Gibbons became director of light music at HMV and put together their house band, the New Mayfair Dance Orchestra. In 1930, he was back in the U.S. and worked with Harry Warren and Richard Rogers, providing music for MGM's 1930 Broadway review, Crazy Quilt, starring Fanny Bryce. He returned to London in 1931 to lead the new Savoy Orpheans, and he frequently broadcast from the hotel with a small group called The Boyfriends, consisting of members of the main band. He eventually became director of entertainment at the hotel and held that position until his death on May 10, 1954. Here's Carol Gibbons.
If you want to be lucky, like a baby with a silver spoon, just turn your money in your pocket whenever you see a new moon. If you want to be happy, like a baby with a toy balloon, just turn your money in your pocket whenever you see a new moon. See a pin, pick it up, nothing ever happens at all. If you pay attention to what I mention, you'll never, never have to fall. If you want to be lucky and have a lucky break come soon, just turn your money in your pocket whenever you see a new moon. of superstitions around the world for bringing good luck, such as spilling water behind somebody in Serbia, having a bird defecate on you in Russia, saying the word rabbit when you wake up in the UK, and one that I actually practice, having black-eyed peas and greens on New Year's Day. But Sam Brown told us about one I was unfamiliar with, turn your money in your pocket. Of course, that presupposes that you have some money in your pocket. Sam Brown was accompanied there by Carol Gibbons and the Savoy Hotel Orpheans on British Columbia FB 2491, recorded around October of 1940. Turn Your Money in Your Pocket was written by Carrie Brown. And we started our birthday tribute to Carol Gibbons with the Orpheans once again and So Rare. So Rare was written by Jerry Hurst and Jack Sharp. Jerry Hurst's name is new to me, but his birthday is coming up on May 28th, and I think we may just be able to put together a segment just for him. This final segment of the show is topicless, because it consists of unrelated records I came across while working on the playlist, and from which I couldn't come up with a unifying topic. Unlike our feature For No Particular Reason, there is a reason I'm playing each of the following records, and I'll tell you about it at the end. Here are the Jazz Pilots. Get up, Garibald. You no like my cabooch? No? Get up, Garibaldi. What's the matter, Antoinette? You no like my spaghetti? No? Get up, Garibaldi. Hop, 
town, downtown, I go all of the day. Sacramento, I give it a stop away. What's the matter, Marguerite? Don't Italian a pimple eat? No? Eat up, Garibaldi. Oh, 
one, help, wife, help, going down the third time. Don't you hear me cry? You better save me or you lose your job, cause I'm going to drink the ocean dry. One foggy day, poor lies a straight beyond her depth and couldn't wait. She grew afraid and called to aid the handsome, brave life saver. She cried for help three times or more, but he was busy on the shore. At every wave she shouted for the handsome, brave life saver. His wife was standing near, that's why he couldn't hear. Oh, Mr. Good, Mr. Nice, Mr. Life Saver, can't you see I'm going down? Mr. Good, Mr. Nice, Mr. Lifesaver, are you gonna let me drown? Once, help, twice, help, going down a third time, don't you hear me cry? You'd better save me or you'll lose your job, cause I'm gonna drink the ocean dry. We started off this topicless set of records with the Jazz Pilots, a pseudonym on the OK label for Harry Reeser's band with Get Up, Garrett Baldy. Harry Warren wrote the tune and Howard Johnson and Billy Maul the words, which were sung there on August 2, 1927, by Tom Stacks. I played that record because even though it's got nothing to do with fish, the Garibaldi is the official state marine fish of California, and Catalina Island is known as Garibaldi Central. The brilliantly golden-orange-colored fish, up to about 14 inches in length, are easily spotted around the piers and rocky reefs in Avalon. Their scientific name is Hypsipops rubicundus, and they were given the name Garibaldi in the 1800s by California's Italian commercial fishermen. Next, we heard a rather crispy, crunchy recording of China Boy by the Purple Pirate Orchestra. That was a private recording made by Paramount in New York around May of 1926. The Purple Pirate Orchestra was the collegiate orchestra of Williams College, and if that record is any indication, they knew what they were doing. China Boy was composed by Phil Boutelge, and there are words which were written by Richard Winfrey, who also penned, Oh, That Baby of Mine. So why did I play that? Well, as you may remember from my 50th high school reunion show back in 2017, I attended Pacific High School in San Bernardino, California. Our school colors were purple and white, the school's mascot was a pirate, and we were known as the Purple Pirates. We finished up with Billy Murray from all the way back on April 26, 1907, and Handsome Brave Lifesaver, written by George Whiting, Ed Rose, and Albert Gumbel. That goes out to the new class of Catalina Island Marine Institute instructors who will be undergoing their lifeguard training and certification this coming week. I'm Glenn Robison, and I'm very pleased that you've chosen to spend this past hour with me listening to Rapidly Rotating Records. I hope you'll click in or tune in again next week, and as always, I thank you for your very kind attention.